Hey, 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 how you doing? Happy holidays, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, I know. You know you're not saying it right, Eli. You're not. It's, it's Christmas. Well, upon my observation, it's just personal. You don't have to take this with you. I wrote down the word Christmas one time, and to me, it says Christ Mass. Now, now English teachers and people that know more about the language and all that, they're going to eat me alive. But me personally, when you say Christmas, you silence the T. Now, T, the T to me represents the cross. So you're taking Christ out of Christmas by saying Christmas. Uh-uh, 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 Christ Mass. That is just for me. If you would like to take that and begin to use it yourself, guess what? We together can change the dynamic that has been introduced to us for so many years. So I say Merry Christ Mass. Just like the young people are saying, no cap. Now, I was like, wait a minute, no cap, no cap. You cap it. I'm like, <laughs> so finally I decided that at my age, I shouldn't be trying to figure things out in my brain. Go to somebody and get some help, get some answers from somebody. So that's what I did. I asked my godson, no cap, what does that mean? They said, that means you're not lying. When you say no cap, that means you're not lying. That means you're capping. That means you're lying. So am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got a young brother, brother sitting next to me saying, yeah, bro, you're right. So in my opinion, I believe we should say, Merry Christ Mass. As we get ready to celebrate the birthday of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that, that's a good transition to the Eli Smith Soul Patrol, on patrol for souls. If you're tuning in for the very first time, welcome in. Thank you so much for tuning in. And some of my friends that listen to me on the radio, watching me and listening to me now, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Find your seat. If you can't find a chair, then where I got good carpet on the floor. Just sit on the floor <laughs> and cross your legs because we're going to have a great discussion today. I've got an awesome gentleman as my guest, and uh, we, we're just excited about that. But before we get into our interview, as always, we'd like to explain why we call it the Eli Smith Soul Patrol. Well, I got the word, I got <laughs> I got the name Soul Patrol from an album. That you, it's an instrumental on an album by Quincy Jones. The album, the double album, is called I Heard That. And on that album is an instrumental Soul Patrol. Not, nice music bed for anything. So I decided to use Soul Patrol, and then I connected On Patrol for Soul. That's why at the end of the broadcast, we like to remind you that if you have not ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't have to wait till Sunday comes. You don't have to wait till you get in front of a preacher. You don't have to stop drinking. You don't have to stop laying around. All that stuff, you don't have to stop doing, doing to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because when you bring him into your life, what you're doing, you say, Lord, help me. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm, I know I ain't doing right. The Bible talks about even when I try to do right, wrong is always present. Don't try to fix it yourself because the truth is, I've got 30 years of sobriety. The truth is, if I could have stopped on my own, then I would have never had to go to jail. <laughs> I would have never had to go to a program because I could do it myself. 
And if you can do it yourself, you don't need any help. Your piece, you're trying to move a piece of furniture in your house. Now, if you can move that furniture by yourself, it would have been done, but you need some help. <laughs> and if you've not saved and you want, you want your life, not only just your life to change, the thinking changes. Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So at the end of the broadcast, we extend the invitation for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you don't do it today, I ain't mad at you, baby. But what I want to encourage you to do is to do it. As the old folk would say, do it for it's everlasting too late. Because <laughs> the Lord is coming back. Yes. I know a lot of you have heard that and you say, I'm hearing that over and over and over and over and over, over again. All I got to say is it's the truth. How do I know it's the truth? Because the truth don't change. Now, a lie, I can tell, I tell a lie. And by the time it get back to me, it's a whole, it's a whole new lie. Because mm-hmm. lies change. Right. But the truth don't change. One more example. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. That's the truth. The seasons never change. And one good thing about it, God don't ask me to help him change. Help him change summer to to winter and, and none of that. So anyway, we welcome to the Eli Smith Soul Patrol. I'm so excited. I'm always excited about being on, just talking to you because I've never done this before. And this is something that I've done for the first time. And I want to thank my new the new owner of WIGO, Miss Sheila L. Brown, who's getting ready to take us all to a whole nother level. And for me, I'm excited because. Here's a young boy, grew up in Dixie Hill, wanted to do radio, listen to Dwayne Jones, Doug Steele, Dr. Feelgood, Connie Flint, Zilla Mays, uh, Chico Renfro, Brother Edwin Patterson, Larry Tinsley. I grew up with all them guys listening to them on the radio. And some of them, remember all of them that are still living are personal friends of mine. So when I get, exci- get excited about radio, I'm excited because God, and, and, and let me just say this, I'm not bragging on me. Don't get it twisted. I'm not bragging on me. But what I am, who I am bragging about is the one who created me. He took, he took James Smith <laughs> and my mother, Eddie Mae Smith. <laughs> that was a good night. Hello. If you be honest, honest, you got here, it was a good night. Hello. Hello. Don't act like you don't know what happened. <laughs> my mom and daddy got together. It was a good night. Right, right. She may have been mad with him, but once they got together, that madness went, went away for a minute. But out of that, oh, thank you, Jesus, out of that madness, <laughs> out of what people say, you was a mistake. Out of all of that, God created you, and you are here. So I'm just excited, man, because my dream came true. I wanted to do radio, and I've been doing it for 30 years by the grace of God. I have a clean record. I haven't done what well, the bad, <laughs> the bad stuff I've done. Y'all don't know about it because I did it with me, and I know I, I was there. I did it by myself. Hello, but I try not to do bad things now. But I'm just excited. I'm also excited about my guest today. And let me put on my glasses. A lot of people say, Keith, Eli, why you wear your glasses on your head? Because I like to see what I'm saying sometimes." <laughs> So my my eyeglasses help me to see inside inside my brain. You believe that if you want to. But anyway, this gentleman, first of all, I had the wonderful opportunity of meeting him and working with him when we both were cast in the play, 
the Sam Cooke story, Nat Jones, Nat, Nat, not Nat King Cole, but Nat, Nat George, the writer and producer of the Sam Cooke story, A Change Gonna Come. And I met Orlando there. He played the role of, of Pastor Cook. Sam Cook's father was a preacher, and he played the role of Sam Cook's father in the play and did a great job. And I didn't know, you know, I just thought when I saw the brother hanging around during rehearsal, I just thought, yeah, he hit somebody else just coming in to be a part of the play with no experience. But after he began to act and I watched him critique things and, and put his input in, I said, this young man, he'd been on this train before. And he has been. He's a wonderful gentleman, a playwright and director of a play. What a man wants and a, what a man wants and a man needs to know. Star of the movie, what's that? Trice? Yeah, thrice. 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 Yeah. Star of the movie Kate's House. Currently filming the, the movie Backstabbers. Are you using the OJ's music as a no. <laughs> <laughs> Backstabbers, the Kelvin Lawson trial. And the founder of of the hit podcast. Brooke Hold on YouTube. We're gonna talk about that. And he's a director. I'm a he's a director, director, play and movie and movie writer and actor, ladies and gentlemen. In your mind, I will, in your mind, I want you to put a, a applause uh soundbite in your mind as I introduce to you my good friend Orlando and Orlando I I, I beg to differ, but I don't remember your last name. Anderson. It's Anderson. <laughs> Orlando Anderson. Great yeah. last name. My brother-in-law, James Anderson, uh, is married to my wonderful sister. They've been married 30-plus years and have a wonderful son. So, Anderson, when you say that, say that name, and, um, it's just wonderful. And I, and I appreciate you being here, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Tell us, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Elon Smith Soul Patrol. So glad to have you here. I think you are the second guest. Am I right, Dante? Uh, sometimes you Okay, but yeah, you have a few guests. yeah, my, my third guest that I've had on the show, and I'm excited about what you're doing, man. I'm excited about what the the attention that you're going to bring to this podcast because of your following and the people that you know, and because of your drip. Now, I'm gonna forgive you this time, bro. <laughs> but the next time we <laughs> we're together, at least give me a warning, okay? <laughs> because you look great, man. Yellow is a, my, my favorite color of the house that we lived in on Dixie Hill was was yellow and yellow and yellow is a very and my sister's first car was a yellow firebird. So when I see yellow, it brings back memories. But welcome to the show, Orlando Anderson. So glad to have you here, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and uh, and where you're going, and what you're doing now. Welcome to the show, Orlando. Uh, thank you for having me, Mr. Eli. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, like I said, you know, basically, um, I grew up in Florida. Um, got like uh, siblings, and you know, my mom passed when I was 11, so I was raised by my grandmother. My my, my dad's actually a pastor, so you know, kind of like a, a PK, you know. So okay. you know, growing up, but uh, like I said, like, I've been um, writing for a long time. Um, used to write a lot of poems and stuff like that, but uh, you know, as I, I got older and got into acting and stuff like that, you know, I put my um, writing skills to work. Um, and to to correct to correct Mr. Eli, the name of my play is "What a Woman Wants, What a Man Needs to Know." Okay. That's the name. Okay. So, but, but um, basically, uh, I was um, able to perform the play um, a couple of times. So we're we giving it to bring it back in April of next year. So I'm super excited about that. 
Um, basically, but like I said, you know, you know, starring in different movies and you know plays and stuff like that. You know, it's really you know I always been a passion of mine to be an actor. So you know, God truly blessed me this year to be able to you know pause a lot of the things that I wrote and go out and network and and be a part of different movies and plays and meet new people and network with people. So now that it's come back and around for me to bring my stuff back to the forefront, I know a lot of people, and I'm able to reach out to those same people that I work with and network with for them to be a part of my production and cast. So, Amen. you know, I'm super excited about that. So you kept, you kept your nose clean, and you've done things as right as you possibly could, and right, don't wrong nobody, as my mother always told me. Now, see a musical symbol on your t- tattoo on your arm is uh, how much singing do you do? Because you gotta, you gotta have some music in your blood to, to yeah. put it on your arm. And what does that represent for you? Okay, so yeah, I, I do sing, uh, sing at, at church, and but I'm a DJ also. Okay, yeah. So uh, as I, I wear, I wear many hats. Mm. You know, I just like I said, a lot of my friends think I'm Jamaican, but I'm not. <laughs> you know, I, I wear, I wear plenty of hats because you know I just always feel like you should always, you know, put your hand in a lot of different. Different hats to be able to say you, you know, have a lot of different skill sets. So I just try to basically, you know, learn what I can and, you know, do different things. Also, I play the saxophone. Okay. So, you know, like music is in my blood. It's one of the things that really, you know, keeps me focused. And, you know, when I'm having a hard time or when I'm trying to write, I listen to music. Everything I do is basically to music. So okay. I love music. Wow, wow, wow. And I'm going to say something, and please don't. I know I'm going to get some bad comments about it, but I'm just saying what people used to say. Because back in the day, people used to say, um, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if I can say it, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to ask y'all to forgive me first, but I'm saying this as making, it's a cliche that people say in reference to having more things. And then one, a friend of mine, God rest his soul, we were in recovery together. Uh, he's gone on me. He said, Eli, it's a pole who don't have one trick. <laughs> and if you listen to that, it's true. If you are prostituting and you ain't got but one client, right. man, you don't starve out there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a poor hole to have one trick. Come on now. <laughs> you missing all this money, all these conventions right. coming to town, all these, right. and I'm not promoting and I'm not condoning prostitution, but people do what they want to do. Right. And if we talk about prostitution, we just had... <laughs> <laughs> the election is over, and right. I'm so glad we're running and not walking. Hello, right. we just had a great illustration. Of, right, right. I, I, I'm grateful for that too. We just had a great illustration of the views and opinions expressed on this podcast, mm-hmm. and not that of the management staff or the owner or or mother, Vision Multimedia. But we just had a good example of prostitution in our election. And I'm gonna say that and move right on. But um, <laughs> uh. Doing so many things, and, and 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 I'm always interested in people that write music, and then not only write it, but then get begin to develop it. And now it's a song. It's almost like, I guess, like what, what um, Barry Gordy did with Motown Records. He used the example of the Detroit um, uh, uh, Motor Company, where he worked for many years. Where it comes in, it comes in like this. But then it goes through all these challenges and changes, and now you got a car. How how is it that people like you write and not only write, put the music to it, and then make it a finished product? H- how is writing done for you? How do you do writing, Orlando? Well, um, like I said, basically, I 
the craziest part, man, a lot of my different ideas and, and, and movies and plays, it come to me while I'm asleep. That's the funny part. You know okay. what I'm saying? You know, basically I'm always thinking a lot and like different topics and, you know, different things like that come to me while I sleep. So I just basically have a notepad by my, my, by my bed and I just roll over and just write stuff down. But, you know, like I said, I usually try to, to target, um, you know, what we have going on in the world. Um, a lot of my plays, mostly drama plays, and stuff like that. So I just look at different um, situations that people may be going through, or that may seem realistic, that maybe maybe people can like ref- relate to. So you know, when I'm writing, I'm trying to keep people's attention and do different things that you know people or you know can relate to, so that can clearly understand. And like I said, the play that we're putting on in April, what a woman wants, what a man needs to know, is dealing with a lot of different you know scenarios and situations that I feel like people can relate to. That's powerful, especially when you said most of your ideas come to you while you're sleeping. That just made me think about, I believe the closest we come to being in a coma is when we're asleep. That's the closest we come to just being in a coma. But then I thought about what you said about writing. When you sleep, things come to you. Then I think in a way that's, that's what... That's one of the ways God can really speak to you because when you're sleeping, there's no interruptions. Right. You don't hear the phone. So I turn on the light. You're, you're totally secluded. Hallelujah. Right. You're totally secluded. And that's a great time for God to be able to speak to you. And and, and that's, that's just how I perceive what you said as far as right. writing stuff and getting it while you're sleeping. Then, in a, then you wake up right then and you write it down. And documentation is very important. Right. And, 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 and I applaud you. I applaud you for that. And, and, and talk about when, when did you decide that music, you love music, did you play in the band? Did you sing in the glee club? Were you in the choir in high yeah. school? Yeah. What, I, did this, what did this music, when did this music bug jump on you, brother? Well, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been singing since I was five. Okay. Yeah, so like singing in the church choir, um, basically singing in school choir and stuff like that. So I've been singing for a long time. Like I said, it's always been, you know, my, my passion. Like I said, music is definitely a passion of mine because it clearly helps me get through the day yeah. uh, every day. You know, like I said, no matter what I'm doing or uh, how I'm feeling, you know, whether I'm in the gym, whether I'm, you know, walking, whether I'm washing my car, whether I'm cleaning my house, it doesn't matter. You know, I got to have some kind of music that basically, you know, it clears my head and, and it helps me think. Yeah, man, mu- music, man, music is a motivator and I'm like you. Whenever, I, matter of fact, when I get home, after I put my stuff down out of my hand, I go to my JBL speaker, turn it on, and and begin listening to music. And I love all kinds of music. Uh, who, speaking of music, who's your favorite artist? Give me two of your favorite artists. Well, so two of my favorite artists. Um, it's gonna have to be Tank and um, Boyz II Men. Okay, and, yeah. and 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 why why Tank and Boyz II Men? Well, Boyz II Men, like I say, it's the harmony. Okay. Um, basically, I've been a, a fan of them for a long time. Um, if I had to pick, I, I forgot. I gotta, get, I gotta do three. I gotta do three. Okay. And Silk, and Silk. Okay. Is, okay. Yeah, and Silk is one of my favorite groups, also. But like I say, it's just the the harmony and the brotherhood that they have. Um, being able to, you know, sing together and you know put out the the the, the, the sound that they do and being able to work together, you know. And then as far as Tank, I just love Tank's vision and how he expresses love through his music. You know what I'm saying? So th- uh, those three are my favorites. I'm going to start listening to a little, little more Tank. Um, I'm familiar with him, but of course I come from a whole another generation as far as music is concerned because my two favorite artists, and if I had to pick three, my top artists would be Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. The second would be um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. And the third would be Quincy Jones. Okay. okay. Uh, and that's because of 
And then, of course, I love music, period, man, music. But when we talk about music nowadays, you're you're a young man. You've been around a while. Will, Will profanity and the disrespect of women, when will... And we, we talked about prostitution earlier. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it like this. When will the prostitution of good rap music be eliminated? Will, or do you ever think our young people that are making music, and now you know, Orlando, I got a godson right here. <laughs> they make their music, they mm-hmm. record it, they edit it, mm-hmm. and it sounds just as good. They are making, these young people are doing it, and I applaud you, I applaud you. These young people are recording music. They have their own recording studio right here. And and some of them have taken their closet in their home and made it a recording studio. But my concern is the MFs and the I don't give a, and the Fs and the Will we ever, you ever think we'll ever get back to music minus that? Because a lot of, let me say, I'm, 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 I want you, want you to answer, mm-hmm. because a lot of times the music is good, mm-hmm. the lyrical content is good, but then they tarnish it with the F you or I don't, you know, to me that tarnishes some good music. And I know I'm from another generation and all that, but we can make music with all of, without all of that. So give me your take on that, man. Well, I, I feel like it comes from, most people that do, do music like that, they, they trying to target what's going to sell. Um, they're looking at it like that. But I feel like, you know, you can you can get your point across in your music without all that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We, we, as, we as black people, I said we as black people, we have to realize that, um, you know, they're going to, the, these record producers and stuff like that, they want us to continue to feed our people, you know, language like that as if we don't know no better. Okay. So okay. I feel like if they perform, you know, better, you know, come up with an album that, that basically has less of that, you still can get your message across without having, you know, being disrespectful to the women or the cussing and all that. You still can get, you know, it's different artists that put out music that still sound good without all that. Yeah. So I just feel like when, when they put all that stuff in, they're targeting a generation that they feel like that's the, the knowledge and the, the language they need to feed to our younger people. And basically they t- put a beat to it that's going to make them vibe, and then they're going to learn the words to it. And now they, they're saying the same language. But if you if you take that same beat yeah. and put a positive message to yeah. it, you still can get the same outcome. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't know if I'll be around uh, when... When music takes another turn, because music is always music has always been evolving. It always has been. From um the Dixie Hummingbirds to Sam Cooke live at the Capone uh, live at the Cabana. Music is always changing. Music gospel music is always changing, always revolving evolving. But somewhere down the line, in my opinion, the, the music of our culture has taken a very interesting turn. And, uh, and the sad part about it is the young people that are listening to it now have babies. So they're sitting in the car and they're listening to it too. So now we have a group of people that are passing on something to a generation that, in my opinion, just my opinion, is just, it's just crucial and, and critical. Hey man, Orlando, let people know how they can get in contact with you. Talk about we got you got about three minutes. Talk about what you got coming up and the play that you'll be bringing to the to the stage real soon. Okay, so right now, like I said, we we basically filming on the movie Backstabber. We just finished. We just completed a couple of singers last night. 
Um, so basically, with, you know, with, with the Lord's will and everything, that'll be out sometime next year. Um, basically, like I said, I'm casting for my new play, What a Woman Wants, What a Man Needs to Know, um, this this um, the 18th of this month. So where, I'm going to be looking where? for a new talent um, for that. And we, we basically put on the play on the, the 29th of April of next year. Um, also, like I said, I have a podcast that's on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and type in bro-code S2, um, we have like 11 episodes on there right now currently. So me and the guy, shouts out to my bro-code brothers. Um, we, we got to say we basically, it's a good podcast. We talk about different um, topics, you know, in the world that's going on. Um, mostly um, season three, we're basically going to be focusing on the black community and different topics of that sort. So I'm super excited about that. And like I said, and also um, in the present of, of December of next year, also I'm looking forward to put on this gospel musical play for mm. Christmas. So got a couple of couple of different projects coming up. Um, so I'm super excited about it, but I, I give thanks to God for being able to give me the knowledge and the power and put me around surround people that's that's basically I can network with that's going to help me be successful. If somebody's interested in casting, where will your casting play, take place? Well, how can they get in contact with you if they're interested interested in casting for one of your productions? Okay, if they're interested, you can follow you can follow me on Instagram. That's going to be DJ Hike Dog H I K E D O G G nine nine. Um, also on Facebook, uh, Sean Anderson, S-H-U-N Anderson, um, parentheses, DJ Hike Dog. That's my um, Facebook. And like I said, and basically, you know, you can reach reach me through Instagram and Facebook. Uh, when I get ready to post for the um, the casting, it's going to be on both of those platforms. So just look out for it. Hey, listen, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you right now to see, say this simple prayer. God, I've tried to do it by myself. And God, I need your help. So Lord, I'm surrendering myself to you. Father God, I'm taking the brakes off, Father God. Everything I've tried to do, I know you can do. So God, I'm accepting you now as my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be the landlord of my heart. Be the landlord of my mind. Be the landlord of all my thoughts, God. Take me, use me, God. Help me, speak to me, show me the way. I'm surrendering myself to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're saved. You saved. Now, what do you do? Read the Bible. Not the whole thing at one time. Come take a Bible verse today. Whatever it takes. This start doing things differently. If you want if you want different things to happen to you, then you got to do things differently. Read the Bible. Get spiritually connected. Find a church, a pastor that you can go and and and, and vibe with, and and just just do it better. And stop doing it. Stop trying to help yourself. And remember to join me every morning from ten. From 10 until 12 on the legendary WIGO Pace Set of 1570. You can also listen to us online all around the world at WIGO1570.com. I want to thank my man Dante behind the scenes for always making me look good and clean. And I want to thank God. I want to thank Kevin Collins, all my friends, all my family at WIGO, and our new owner, Ms. Sheila L. Brown. Thank you. And to all of you, Merry Christmas to you. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. And 2003 is going to be real good for you and me. Let me say it again. 2003 is going to be very good for you and me. I love you from the basement of my heart to the balcony of my mind. Orlando Anderson, thank you, brother, for for being a part of what we're doing here. Thank and I for look forward me. to watching your podcast and, and watching your, your stage performances on stage. I'm your guy, Elon. I love you from the basement of my heart to the balcony of my mind. Until next week, peace, have a wonderful life, and do it on purpose.